What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio, but a very special one. And we're going to be calling this episode one from Blue Wire Studios right here in Wynn Casino. But as always, I'm joined alongside Danny Alvarez. What's going on, champ? Champ, how are you, man? We finally made it to the win. To the big league. Blue Wire Studios, we're here. We're here now, for sure. And we're going to have our guests in the building, hopefully in about 15 minutes. You know these uh, A-list celebrities like to take their sweet time coming in. But uh, we should have Joe Joyce, which I figured was a perfect guest since we're going to be talking about the Tyson Fury, uh, Alexander Usyk fight. Uh, obviously, Bob Arum wants to put that on for the Super Bowl weekend. And it's no longer being talked about for December. Uh, now it's February. Right. And obviously, I know nothing about those other sports. So um, how big is this fight? Or rather, how good of a job is Bob Arum doing by trying to stage this fight around I mean, the football? Uh, yeah, I think that they'll be able to do it from a, a TV standpoint. Obviously, being aligned a with ESPN, ESPN being, you know, the, the worldwide leader in sports, as they like to say. So mm -hmm. they'll have plenty of coverage and plenty of promotion opportunity. But it is a little odd given that the fight would take place somewhere in the Middle East, nowhere near where the location of the Super Bowl game would be played. So I think that from that standpoint, they'll be able to promote it uh, quite well on ESPN, but it'll be, they definitely won't have no people, you know, going to both because it's two totally parts of the world. What time you think this is going to air? Because obviously with the um, AJ Usyk, it kind of aired late. So you want me to turn this way now? I oh, do. Joe Joyce is here. With a camera crew. Okay, well, good for Joe Joyce, man. You might as well make the best of the opportunity. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, we're talking about Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury... Uh, having that last piece of the puzzle, Alexander capturing not only the first time, but solidifying with the rematch this last past weekend, which makes the heavyweight division that more interesting for our good friend, Joe Joyce, who will be walking in the studio. Remember, I believe he's the WBO mandatory, and he's just kind of staying busy, right. fighting top-level opposition because he will be taking on Joseph Parker. But... Um, I guess, are you shocked that these two heavyweights are able to hammer out a deal so quickly? Obviously, December 19th was the, or 17th, something like that, was the original date. Um, now we're, t we're hearing February 18th. Uh, possibly another date, the 11th. What's your thoughts? Um, well, only one of those is Super Bowl weekend, so... You know. I mean, it's two. It's still two potential dates. Yep. Uh, I mean, I have no issue with the fight being in February. I was a little surprised at how quick things develop between the two, uh, mm -hmm. between Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. But at the end of the day, we still have to see if Tyson even comes back. You know, uh, we saw him give up the ring. So now it's like, okay, cool. What are you going to do with WBC? They gave you this time frame. You asked for an extension. So let's see what he decides during that time frame to see if he holds on to that title. And if he does, then clearly there is a indication that the fight is uh, possibly close to being done, if not a done deal. 
Absolutely. Uh, guys, if we could get that Benson tweet just so that we can uh, show the world, obviously. Tyson Fury versus Ola Alexander Usyk. Uh, Bob Arum came out and said it's highly unlikely uh, for December. Instead, they're going to be eyeing February 11th or the 18th uh, and added that the Middle East is most likely the location, uh, though it's not necessarily Saudi Arabia, uh, because obviously Bob has some relations with Qatar. Remember, Qatar was a big, uh, I guess, player in the possible Manny Pacquiao-Terrence Crawford fight that never happened. And then uh, we just saw Frank Frank Smith from Matchroom, mm -hmm. who obviously would be involved on behalf of Usyk, right? Because he's K2 slash Matchroom. So uh, he was just with the uh, prince of the UAE, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it looks like they're you know, looking to do business in the near future. So, you know. I seen that quote, actually, with the picture, right, yes. where he's like, uh, big business soon or something. You know, basically establishing that there is a relationship and it will be ongoing. Yes, no, absolutely. And, you know, we'll see what's to come of that. We saw Dubai was supposed to host the Floyd Mayweather event, obviously, there, there was a death that caused that event to be postponed. But, you know, that event still went on in Abu Dhabi. We've seen the UFC have plenty, plenty of successful events in Abu Dhabi. Actually, that's how they were the very first out of any sport. The UFC in Abu Dhabi was the very first to come back during that pandemic. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of money out there, and I think there'd be uh, some very interested players. Well, let's turn our attention to our first guest. And when I say first guest, Joe, you're like literally the first guest in our new studio here at Blue Wire in the Wind Casino. But thank you. Uh, I want to introduce, obviously, Joe Joyce. Everybody should know this up-and-coming contender. Uh, you're definitely a mandatory now with the WBO, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's great to be here. Beautiful studio. Like, um, yeah, pleasure. Uh, but yeah, it would. What was your what was your question? Mandatory in the WBO. Yeah, mandatory. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I got Joseph Parker coming up the twenty fourth of September. Uh, that's in uh, Manchester MEN Arena. So yeah, first of uh, you know, big showcase. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Doing my training camp here in Vegas as as always with uh, Ishmael Salas and just come up back from the uh, UFC training center. So um, yeah, I'm. Uh, you're looking good, Joe. You're looking good. But how are you able to stay, I guess, emotionally uh, sound, knowing everything that took place last week, knowing you're up next? You know, obviously everybody is worried about Fury and Usyk, but you're the mandatory. They have to give you an opportunity at those belts. Yeah, and it's, it's exciting time to be a heavyweight, especially from, from Britain. From You know, there's plenty of good fighters and uh, what a performance Usyk did against Joshua and, um, you know, now he's got all the belts and then there's, you know, talk of Tyson Fury coming back into the mix, you know, out of retirement to, um, you know, for the undisputed. And then uh, and meanwhile, I'm fighting Joseph Parker, which is number one versus number two in the WO. And um, I, I'm number two versus, I think num number was number two versus number three in the WBC. So we're like next in line to, to fight for them belts. So it's like the next best fight out there and it's you know it's really exciting and uh yeah i'm uh i'm looking to beat uh, beat joseph parker in and then like go out go on and then fight Usyk or or maybe fury for the all the belts i gotta ask you man 
who do you think wins that fight? Uh, I always thought Fury, because he like being the bigger man, he can switch southpaw. He's very, you know, he, he's got a longer reach. But Usyk, like with his display against Joshua, he he really, um, you know, proved he can like really mix it with the big guys. And um, it's I think it's a different fight than I think he already had Joshua worked out going in. And Fury is um, like a lot more unpredictable, and he's got. Um, you know, he's got that fast jab, like low jab and um, his defensive capabilities as well. I think he'll lean on him and make it more like untidy for Usyk. Mm -hmm. like, he's un more untidy and he'll just like rough him up and ruffle his feathers and, and get, get the work in. But I, I'm excited to see that fight and see who, uh, who comes out on top of that because that'll be who I'll want to be taking on. Do you actually believe that Fury comes back though? Because I mean... He no longer has the ring magazine. Obviously, that's with Alexander Usyk. He asked the WBC for a week extension. You know, they were talking about December. Now we're hearing possibly February. Do you think we see Tyson Fury, uh, Alexander Usyk? You never know. It's it's a sport of heavyweight boxing, and like there's a lot of twists and turns. And like hopefully he's gonna he's gonna lace up the gloves again and get in there. But hopefully it'll be for the belts. But mate, it's still a big fight without the belts. And Joshua as well. He's still a big draw as well. He can still come back. And um, like it's it's really exciting times to be a, a heavyweight. And I'm I'm just can't wait to to get back in there and show show you what I'm made of and. I want to become world champion too. No, absolutely, absolutely. And obviously being in line. In your mind, that being said, if the belts are being fought for in February, you're fighting in September, does that mean another stay busy fight before you get the opportunity at the titles? Yeah, well, I'm going to deal with Parker first in September and then um, hopefully have like a, um, uh, maybe a fight in between while I wait for things to sort themselves out. But definitely March is a time when I'm I'm looking to get uh, capture one of them belts. So I never really considered Usyk a heavyweight. Obviously, I'm not educated enough to give that sort of opinion because I haven't shared the ring with him, um, and I'm not of your caliber. You have shared the ring. When he started his ascension to the heavyweight division, did you automatically believe he would be where he's at, or did you think? He wouldn't fill in. Well, like I saw in the, it's like a semi-pro tournament, the WSB World Series of Boxing. I saw Usyk, because there was like a catch weight between like the, the super heavyweights in amateur boxing and the heavyweights. In, so it was like, uh, you know, cruiserweights and heavyweights in pro professional. They made a, a one division. And he he was just like, when I saw him fight, he was just, he was just beating them guys, this heavy was guys at my weight comfortably. Mm -hmm. And then when I had the chance to face him, we had a great fight, but yeah, he was like a little bit too skilled for me at the time. And but I, I gave it, you know, I gave it all I got, and it went five rounds. And you know, he got the a unanimous decision. But but it was, you know, I, I pushed him to the wire, landed my own shots, and you know, I had a really exciting fight, and we had real respect for each other as well afterwards. But did you think he would eventually become the heavyweight that he is today? Um, it was. Like he had, um, I think, who's his first fight? Chaz like, Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon. He, he was kind of like warming into it. Then he had the Churador one, which was like a close one. I thought, yes, because, you, know, you know, it was a close fight. And, you know, Churador did well in that fight. And I think he just upped his game when he fought 
Joshua and then Joshua again because like yeah for, for the whole fight you know he's he's rapidly throwing punches avoiding shots and like his his work rate through that fight was um, phenomenal sharing the ring with him uh, would it be I guess unwise of us to count him out if the Fury fight gets made surely based on the way Shirley, uh, Fury fought Wilder you would one would assume if he leans on a Usyk and fights him as rough and tough as he fought Wilder Usyk, on the outside looking in, doesn't look physically strong enough to be able to deal with that. Again, you sharing the ring with him, what do you think? And they're both like kind of crazy guys as well in, in their own ways. They'll, mm -hmm. Like the press conference was all good as well, interesting. But then obviously there'd be a translator for Usyk, except when he pipes up sometimes and does a bit, bit of English and stuff. But um, yeah, they've both got, you know, they've both been boxing their whole lives. Usyk with the 350 amateur bouts and... Fury, yeah, he's, you know, he grew up boxing and that. So, um, and I, th I was thinking because Fury can switch as well. So he can beat him to the, like he's got a long, longer range jab as well. So mm -hmm. he could keep him away. But then Usyk's like quicker. He's used to fighting smaller guys. So it'll be, um, he can almost see the punches coming. And he does like them, you know, little games and stuff that keeps his mind active. So um, it, it's going to be a tough fight for for both of them, and it's interesting to see how like it will how like how it will ignite on the night. Is that a fight that you think goes to the decision, or is that a fight that we don't see it make that you know the final bell? I'm not sure, and and I wonder um, if if Usyk's gonna he's gonna have to like touch up his body because ha like. Like Fury's head is like high up and he leans back as well. So I don't know how he's going to hit his head. Yeah. Do you, do you think that Anthony Joshua showed in that uh, ninth round that it's the body? You know, I don't know if you saw that Usa got touched to the body and, you know, he was visibly like, okay, I felt that a little hurt by it. Do you think that that is going to be the key for Usyk? Do you think that AJ uncovered that? Yeah, I was I was kind of on my edge of my seats at some points when uh, Joshua was coming forward, like mm -hmm. with his like confidence back and like throwing shots, like heavy shots to the body. But they're like, and they, you could see visibly that they actually hurt him. Yes, like some of them shots. Yes. I was like, ooh, like maybe <laughs> something's gonna <laughs> happen here. But nah, um, because of Usyk's conditioning, he stayed in there and didn't seem too phased for too long and then got back up, back on the jab, back like slipping again. Did you watch that fight wanna... with Ishmael Salas? Oh uh, my God, I wonder if you're going where I'm going. That's so funny. Nah, we actually watched it in the house, in, in, the, in the Vegas house, had a, had a look uh, there. Because um, I wanted to double down on that question to see like in the moment watching Joshua throw those actual body shots, you know, did you feel anything yourself? Because we had the opportunity to watch you work quite a few times, and I feel like that's one of your specialties are those uppercuts. Like, I won't say what I hear your trainer say, and then you react, but with those same body uppercuts. And I, the way that Usyk responded to those, I'm just wondering, did that, I don't know, excite you? Yeah, I think I would have put... Because, like, what I noticed with the fight, and was that... Um, Salas's house yesterday uh, reviewing a fight with uh, AJ versus uh, Joseph Parker uh -huh. and like we was reviewing the footage we did actually discuss the the Joshua fight as well and um yeah so like I would be throwing a lot more shots where he was throwing more like single shots and mm -hmm. then he was like more able to to deal with those 
in your opinion, do you think that he was too tired or do you think that he was just being cautious? Because there was times where he would hurt him to the body, but then he that's it. It'd be like yeah, one or two be, and then that's one it. one or two punches. Yeah, and then he'd, he'd look at his work for a little bit, admire it, and then like where, like if you see that, you see that he's hurt, then you go in again, steam in. Well, hold on. Do you think he was admiring then, the work or do you think that he was tired? Oh, maybe he was tired, didn't want to blow a gasket. Either or, yeah. Or just being cautious, man. You know, it's got to suck to get counted from someone like that. Like, it was just pot shots after pot shots. Every time that Usyk would land, you know, it was hard for uh, AJ to avoid those. Yeah, I agree, yeah. It's so, um, got It's got to be a little bit, you know. Uh, Usyk, Usyk's, ma Usyk's masterful, and he's always, like, two or three steps ahead, so he keeps on... And and the way he was like landing the jab, moving off, it was like it was always con constantly peppering him and giving Joshua something to think of in the fight. So, um, you know, you, you got you got to, you got to ride like ride and deal with the fight as you're in there and react as you can react. But then if he's like always on top and a little bit quicker to the punch all the time, then I guess it, it's it's challenging. I want to assume every fight, you know, a fighter wants to make a statement. Um, but I don't know, is there any extra will or determination for you to come out on top in a emphatic fashion due to the fact that Joseph has been in there with some pretty big names in the UK? Obviously, he shared the ring with AJ, uh, but had a very good fight with Dillian White. So, you know, how big of a statement do you want to make in this Parker fight? Yeah, massive statement. I like, I'll, I aim to try and stop him. Like, I, I don't, I, like, I. I don't like getting like doing the whole like I want I don't you don't get paid for overtime so mm -hmm. yeah I want to like if I see the opportunity there I want to like end it quick and you know put on a good display and you know if I think I think I can you know get to work and do something put something together and and get him out there like hopefully and make a statement because I always aim to to do that and progress in the Dubois fight you made it look so easy right like we didn't even need you to get out of gear. I kind of, maybe Devin Haney might've took your game plan now that I think about it. Cause you, you use that jab so much. Do you think it'll be that easy with Parker? Because he has a very educated jab himself, but you being taller and longer, I'm assuming you got the advantages in reach. Yeah. It's, and also because you see, similarly like uh, Joshua and Usyk, like he, uh, Joseph Parker, I think he's, you know, he's used to fighting bigger men. So he's, that little bit quicker, so it will be challenging, and you know it's it's a hard fight. I think he he you know he's got good skills, good footwork, head movement, and that, and he you know it's going to be chat. He's going to like he's going to be working on things that he's seen in my previous fight, so it's going to be tough, like especially early on until he gets into it, and um, you know it, it could go twelve rounds, and but yeah, I want to I want to knock him out. Mm. Joe, I got to ask, uh, we had Johnny Fisher in the studio this morning. Obviously, you have him out here getting rounds uh, with you in. You have Carlos Takam. Uh, talk about that work. Talk about the rounds that Johnny and Carlos have been able to provide and help you uh, with in this camp. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been great, actually. Yeah, and um, good to have Johnny Fisher out here again. Uh, I had him out here before he turned pro when he was still, a, like, you, you must have heard like, from uni and then he came mm -hmm. out here right. and... Went pro, etc. But um, yeah, and Takam having having him out here as well, especially after I've just fought him, it was great to have him have him back. And he he's kind of like similar dimensions and comes with like the challenges with the overhand rights and 
uh, being a small, uh, smaller fighter, like coming in quick, quickly with different shots and he's very experienced as well. So yeah, the sparring about how he's been great. So, so what exactly about Vegas have you taken a liking to? Cause now you seem to be coming more frequently and you've even brought Johnny now for a second time and he's enjoying it. What, what's the differences between training here in Las Vegas or across the pond? I'm I'm actually quite used to it here. I'm 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 almost a, almost a local. <laughs> <laughs> I spent most of my camps out here. From like my first fight, it was like L.A. and and Vegas. Uh, when uh, it's Jorge Linares and uh, was working with Salas. Like, cause I started with Salas, then went to Abel Sanchez and came back uh, to across the pond to train with Adam Booth, and then but now I'm back with Salas again. So um, he has a gym out here, Salas Boxing Academy. And I use a UFC facility who I've just come back from today. And, um, you know, it's got everything that I need. It's got the sunshine as well, because England can be a bit dull and gray most mm -hmm. of the time. So um, it's got everything I need, sparring. There's the Red Rock runs as well, if I, if I need. And um, yeah, I think it, it's good to be away from home so I can like just solely focus on me and ha I bring my team out here and like, make sure everything's in place and then go back and put on a dominant performance. I got to ask, what was it like running into uh, Deontay Wilder at the UFC Institute mm. the other day? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, always good to see him. And, and Malik Scott is his new trainer and, and friend. And um, I've seen Charles Martin there, um, Michael Hunters out there. So all, all, these, all, these, all the boxers are, are coming to the UFC now to train. Yeah, man. I don't know how I like that. I don't know how I feel about that, Joe. I don't know. You guys are giving way too much publicity to that facility. You need to get together and make your own boxing facility. Everybody's at the UFC facility. Yeah, maybe. They, well, I mean, there's different belts in it. They're like, was it WOWC? Maybe they could like make a performance center. And then, yes, that's but, a good idea. The sanctioning no, bodies. No, that that and, makes sense. And, and you know what? The, the UFC, the UFC. Great idea. The UFC is actually pretty impressive with it. It's not just the one here. They have one in Shanghai high and they they're opening one in mexico city and, and i want to say for next year uh they want to open the first location in africa having obviously Francis imagine the work that you would get if you know the major promoters got together and established the building you know the pbc top rank little match room vegas building oh my god fighters could just but they they'd probably have to have a, like a red corner and a blue corner just so it doesn't get like... Give them whatever color they fighting, want, man. But, but then think about it because you'll have fighters from different promoters training there and then what if like one shiesty guy fucking sets up a camera to spy on this what? guy? Oh, man. No, here no, goes no. Mr. Oh, Negative no. over here. No. Wait. I'm telling you, I've heard uh, Carl Frampton actually when he came out here for camp for the uh, Leo Santa Cruz 2 fight, he did camp over there. And he said the reason he did it over there, he's like, because there's no boxers over here. So I don't I don't have to worry about it. You know, he was private. He didn't have... Yeah, so it's a small community and news travels far. So I guess you have to... But that's what I'm saying. The same way we know you're at the gym, we know who you're sparring. And believe me, everyone talks. <laughs> everyone talks. They could have another contender show or something like that, maybe. Yeah, it would be some good. cameras up. It would be good. Yo, um, looking at the picture, I'm not gonna lie. Are, I did How tall are you, Joe? Because you look taller than Deontay in the picture. Um, I'm six six. Okay. Wow. Huge. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Standing straight or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, nah, he's a big guy though. Um, did you? Did it cross your mind like, oh, maybe I could get some work, or did you know it was too late and he was leaving? Nah, nah. It's just, uh, 
it's a it's a potential fight maybe like maybe WBC he's like yeah 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 I so mean, there's a lot of guys that spar and put, and end up fighting I yeah, mean I, Robert, I, I, Robert, I, I did I did Robert, Robert Hellenius is his sparring partner yeah, I was at the gym when he sparred Robert and he's getting the big fight yeah I'll tell I'll tell you a story in in um back in the uh, GB training center this the SI um the, it's in Sheffield, mm -hmm. the EIS, and um, he turned up there like years ago. Hellenius. He, Hellenius, yeah. And he, he came in, came into the gym, and that is like, oh, we'll have um, have some sparring of these, you know, these amateur guys. We've got like, yeah, have a, have a round each. This is me and Fraser Clark, who's he just recently turned pro. He went to the Olympics. As yeah, well, yeah, but, no, I know Fraser. Yeah, Fraser Clark. Yeah, and um, yeah, we're still round each, and then <laughs> like we're like ready to fight, and we're like. We went in there and it like around each fresh each time and we we're just like by around three or four, I was like, oh, we better take it easy oh, on them a bit. Wow. So you guys were taking one minute breaks, basically you spar well three minutes, because you you would spar then the other person would get yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, coming wow. in fresh each time. Like I, oh, did, wow. I, I yeah, I thought it must have just been like just little amateurs or something like that. But yeah, we, we put his paces, man. Wow. How do you think uh Deontay does in that fight? Obviously, Roberts had uh, two big wins against uh, I almost <laughs> I almost said Big Baby. Nah, uh, uh, Adam Kovnaki. Yeah, Adam Kovnaki. Uh, how do you think he does against Deontay though? Um, I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. I think it's gonna be a good fight and see. Um, because obviously Deontay's been out the ring a long time. I've seen the work that he's been doing with Malik Scott. He looks good working on different things, and he seems to be punching hard as always. So. Um, you know, I think it's it's a good fight to get back in there, but I think probably Deontay is probably gonna find the right hand at some point. Yeah. Do you think he'll be able to get back to the top of the division? Hey, yeah, I think he's a uh, yeah, he's a uh, you know, I, I rate him and and respect him and respect his power. I think he's um he's a good fighter and hey, <laughs> it's a, it's it's probably a, a fight. Quite soon, because I'm I'm getting up there. I'm I'm gonna win a world title soon. I'm gonna beat up Parker and then go for my world title. And then um, there's plenty of good fights out there, and he could be one of them, maybe. And that's something that you look forward to. Yeah, I look forward to fighting the best. In best, you have to be the best and beat the best and all that. You know, what's the saying? Yeah, that's the <laughs> saying. Do you think you have a nemesis? I mean, obviously, uh, net what two weeks from now, Canelo gets in there with Triple G. Seems like a born rival, kind of like Conor Ben and Eubank. Do you feel like you have someone in this sport that's your rival, or is Usyk that guy because of the World Boxing Super Series? Right? No. no. What was the one you just mentioned? Yeah, yeah. The one w with no headgear. Yeah, w WSB. World, okay. uh, World Series of Boxing. World Series of Boxing. All yeah. right. I knew it was something like that. So, who, who do you think your nemesis is? Your rival? Um. I don't know, maybe maybe Joshua, maybe Usyk. Mm. I guess I've thought. Why Joshua? Do you guys have something from the amateurs? Yeah, I fought fought him in the amateurs, but you know now it's professional and like he's you know, obviously been. Uh, he went to London. I went to Rio, so maybe there could be that. There's um, I don't know. There's plenty of boxers out there. There's, uh, well, Yoka, I guess, but he got beat up by Bacoli, so. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a good win for Bacoli. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, did you? 
Huh? No, no. Yeah, I've, I've sparred with Bacoli and I, he, he's got skills and he's uh, he's very strong as well. Keeps on coming forward and that. Yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter. So you expected to win? I was very happy for him when he won, yeah. Okay. Wow. I thought uh, as much as I seen Ayoka, he's so technically good, right? Like he's so tall, uses his range, uses his jab. I didn't expect that. Those clubbing shots of Bacoli were just coming around and... He was just falling apart. He just couldn't take yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think um, Yoko looked particularly that strong. He looked pretty, pretty. Didn't look that in that good shape, or he looked a bit weak. And he didn't seem to be throwing that much. Like I was, I was quite. And I was, I was very happy with Bacoli, man. He looked strong and and did the business. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, we Yoko got to definitely see. didn't um, throw much. But I'm gonna be honest. We got to see him sparring. He didn't throw much in sparring either. I guess sparring. But is he sparring. didn't look out of shape. No, 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 no. He, he did didn't not. look out of shape. I think, thought he looked stronger in the previous fights that he had. Mm. Maybe but, it was Bacoli, uh, man. Those those clubbing punches of Bacoli. So, so he's a big puncher, you would say, or what? Or is it uh, his weight? What, what do think, you think it is about Bacoli? Well, Bacoli, he's got heavy hands. He's and he comes at different angles. Comes with the uppercuts, the hooks, and stuff. And he's always like walking forward. He's got a good chin, and um, yeah, strong punch. So yeah, I was uh, think, think he's a good fighter. Mm. So uh, I remember on social media, uh, you kind of, I would say, uh, emulated, I wouldn't say mocked, emulated um, Usyk with the the taunt. Are you ever going to start doing that now that you're like next in line? Do you remember what I'm talking about or no? Usyk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. He can, he can get that smoke. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So obviously we talked a little bit about Canelo and Triple G is coming up in maybe 17 days or something like that. A little more, actually. Little We're more. still in August. Uh, but who do you think wins, man? Canelo's coming off a loss. Is that enough to give some momentum to Triple G or is he too old? Yeah, this is the this is the third fight, right? Third fight. So this is going to be the decider. Like, I mean, they're both... Like I thought the first the, the first fight was like arguably I don't know yeah that I I kind of I I thought um I thought Triple G did enough for that one and then so the, I think this and then uh, Canelo got the the next one so I think this one's like the decider I reckon mm -hmm. and yeah they're both getting on a bit and like this I think this is going to be you know they're both going to raise their game because that this is yeah this is the decider and this is like everything's on the table now for the you know, for, for a big fight. I be, Before, because the fight was announced before Canelo fought Bivol. So, uh -huh. so the, they already yeah, had... Yeah, like there would have been more momentum if... It, so, so for me, before that, before Canelo lost, I wasn't interested in it because I was like, well, you know, what are we going to see? You know, Canelo's been on a hot streak and, and Golovkin really wasn't doing too much. You know, Canelo went on that row on Disputed 68 but now that he lost, a lot of people think that uh, he may be vulnerable. Uh, do you believe that there's a possible uh, chance of a knockout for this fight? Because we saw both men take each other's best shots to the jaw and nobody got hurt. Nobody went down. Do you think somebody goes down in this fight? Yeah, it could, could well be. But like you know, you know what you're gonna get when you watch this fight. They're both gonna be coming at it like toe to toe, tass to tass. They're both gonna be like sinking in them like disgusting body shots on each other and and to the head. 
them them hooks and and you can see the skills and that it just you know it's just going to be explosive fight and I'm um, I'm I'm really excited for it. I didn't use my button. <clears throat> I forgot my new studio has a cough button. Sorry, but Joe, I was I was gonna ask, do you think we're in a time where um, boxing is just pushing, where it's more of a business, or that's an American thing? Because I feel like we're already hearing Usyk and Fury being finalized for February. AJ always has a rematch, no problem. Uh, Dillian has fought everyone other than Americans. We don't have Crawford versus Earl yet. So is it an American thing and in the UK you guys are fighting each other or is it just boxing at high level? It's a business. Yeah, no, boxing is a business and it's entertainment. Like, I think... But, yeah, it's entertainment at the end of the day. But then, like, people are a bit, like, especially from, like, Mayweather, for instance, they... it. You can see where you can like capitalize and like, you know, create uh, great fights and and stuff. But it's um, yeah, I, I think it's a business, and you know, you got but like there's exciting fights and like and 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 you can see like with these um like the YouTubers and stuff how it you get all these you know a lot more eyes and like to see this thing is um. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't really put it into words. Nah, I get it. I get it. It's difficult, man, because I look at a guy like Conor Ben, and you know, on social media they'll say, "Well, he's avoiding an Ennis fight or a Virgil Ortiz fight," but I'm like, "Well, he's jumping in with Chris Eubank Jr., who he knocked out uh, Yeardum better than Canelo or better than anyone." You know, he fought Billy Joe when he was very early in his career, so. Eubank isn't a pushover, so that means Ben isn't afraid, but Ben made the fight with Bank, or Eubank, excuse me, instead of one of these big-name American welterweights like a Virgil Ortiz, who he could have had a big fight with, or a Ennis, or even a Crawford who has no fight, technically on paper. You know, they could have offered Crawford a title shot, or rather, I think I think people like stories, and they like history and that, and obviously Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank is like a like famous fight, that you know, people like what and like that rivalry and stuff, and pe- and it's kind of like recreating that, like it's cut, it's that catch weight. So, see, Chris Eubanks gonna be a bigger guy, but um, then um, like Ben is obviously gonna be the quicker fighter. So like, well, this, but think about it, Joe. Like, like Ben hasn't even challenged for a title, hasn't won a title. Like, you you don't think that maybe getting one of these fights with a boots with a Duran, somebody in the rankings higher than you that can get you an opportunity at a title shot. You don't think that would have done more for his career than a fight at a catchweight with Chris Eubank Jr.? Yeah, possibly. But then it comes down to is it business and it's entertainment as well. There's 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 all that. And that's what I'm saying, that it just seems like in the UK, you guys get it on a little easier than us i mean i i'm i'm pretty sure that you would agree if earl and crawford were from the united kingdom that fight would have been done possibly possibly 
Come on, domestic rivals like well, that? No, 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 all these years later, we're still fucking huge out there. Yeah, but but Khan held that up. We all know Brooke wanted that fight all his life. And look what happened. When he finally got it and Khan finally thought Brooke was a little too old, Brooke still did what he knew he would do 10 years ago. Yeah, Khan def- was always the A-side. He never gave Brooke the fight. Let's be real. That's not Earl and Crawford's fault. They arguing about splits, but they are not afraid to fight. But I'm just saying, sometimes British fighters don't fight. I mean, that's... I, that, I don't even think that's an 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 option because they eventually fought. It just took a long ass time. <laughs> it did. That one did, but that's only one good example. Name another. British fighters fight each other. We're gonna carry on with the interview with Joe Joyce. Yeah. No, because they're, I'm telling you, you guys get it on. I, Billy Joe fought James DeGale at like 11 and 0. We don't. Yeah, yeah. And we I, don't I, do I, that. I fought the bar. It, like we don't do that. Like did Wilder fight? I don't know anyone at 11 and 0. Like, it doesn't happen, you know? Not over here. Not over here. Very rare. And that's why we had Cashflow Diaz in our other studio. And when, you know, you notice that a fighter's fighting so many undefeated fighters, you give them some credit because it doesn't happen often. It doesn't. But, yeah, fans like to see it. So it just needs to happen more. So take some notes, people. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I got a couple of questions from the people, actually, our most loyal listeners on Patreon. We got a young Tigre in San Antonio says, if you could co-main event one of these pay-per-views, which one would you choose? A Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Jake Paul exhibition, Canelo versus Benavidez, or Tank versus Ryan? Uh, I prefer to main event my own shows. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's a good answer because those are some great <laughs> options. Let me tell you. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on all those fights if they ever happen. But that's a good option. I mean, a good answer. You, you, you're better off being your own main event and becoming the draw. I got Mike D who says, salute from Virginia. Which heavyweights are on your radar right now? Well, Parker, obviously. There's um, Usyk. There's uh, Tyson Fury, Dante Wilder. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe um, Dillian White. Mm. Yeah, there's plenty plenty of good names out there. I got Canna in Nebraska. In your opinion, what? Ra- <laughs> He's such a degenerate gambler. <laughs> he said, "In your opinion, what round will you stop Parker?" Salute. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, have you could, ever called around like Babe Ruth? Uh, I've I've called around a couple of times and I've I've seen to got it right, but I'll wow. say I'll say seven eight seven eight. Okay, if you get it right, we're gonna start calling him Joe Joyce, aka Mystic Mac. Right, that's what they was calling <laughs> McGregor. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what they were calling Conor McGregor there for a while. Mystic Joyce, Mystic Joyce, man. So I wanted to ask, um, and I heard you say, obviously, you were in Rio for the Olympics. Is that where you picked up capoeira? Did you have a, a Brazilian girlfriend? Like, how did you just start <laughs> doing <yet>. capoeira? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, you didn't stay in Rio long enough. <laughs> man, they was robbing people out there, man. He, I'm glad he got out of there quick. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have liked that gold medal, um, but that 
that's another that's another yeah, story. But no. No, I, did, I did capoeira before. I did it because um, I was doing athletics, and I there was like somewhere nearby that had it in like Putney Leather Centre was near where I grew up, and then okay. there's another two leather centres that did it. So then I, I practiced for like a year or something in a group. It's like clapping, singing, and dancing, and obviously the history about capoeira is amazing. So it's good to like I did it as a celebration after my fights in Rio, and um, I was planning to do a backflip. Uh, after the the finals when I won, but um, I, I, did you see the Saturday's backflip fail? Oh yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> do you still plan or can you still do it? Like I, I could, I could do it on the trampoline comfortably. I could probably do it on sprung floor comfortably, but like after a fight, after a twelve round fight, no chance. I don't want to yeah. face pump. Thank what you. What for, man? If you win, you don't need to do any backflips. The win is all the celebration in itself, man. But uh, those are all the questions. I do want to thank you, obviously, for uh, stopping by and talking some boxing with us. Uh, we wish you the best, obviously, in the Parker fight. And, uh, yeah, give out your social media for anybody crazy enough not to be following you can do so. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. So it's uh, Joe Joyce Boxing on all platforms, basically. So, yeah, get, get to following people. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up because this is uh, our last guest of the day. So ring walk if you want. Uh, Ring Walk Danny on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm on uh, Nest GTO. Catch us on the next one. Thank you.